0: What do I even begin to do? Hey, Brian. Hey. What'd you have for breakfast?
1: Wow, you're flipping the tables early on.
0: I just, you know, flipping, flipping gender roles. <laughs> Why do you have to be the one to ask first, Brian?
1: I had for breakfast a delightful, delightful... um, Big, big, big spread of food from a diner down the road called Andy's Diner in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. It was very, very tasty. Uh, it was at like 10 or $12 for two pancakes, three eggs, three pieces of bacon, three sausage links, and hash browns, and coffee was included. It was fantastic. Uh, I'd only ever been to this place once. Uh, it was okay that first time, but I decided to go back today because, A, I needed to feel good, which we'll talk about, and I also needed to, uh, like be close to Allison Truge's apartment in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. And fun fact, there are no fast food places around here, like, at all.
0: Yeah, no, there really aren't, except like Panera. Panera is the fastest food you can get.
1: Exactly. Like, my favorite thing to do when I'm feeling crappy and rolling out of bed relatively late in the morning is to go uh, get a whole bunch of fast food and call it a day. Uh, but that didn't happen. So I went to a nice little diner uh, and I really enjoyed it. Nothing was stellar, but everything together for the price that it was, I really, really enjoy. There'll be a picture in the show notes.
0: Yeah. I, so I, I totally feel that because I actually also this morning had my typical, like it's, it, we have to have something good to make me feel better than I'm feeling right now. Kind of breakfast. I agree. My breakfast today. Um, I crawled out of bed and, and got a lift to work because I was just like, Ugh, because I, I like really wasn't feeling very well this morning, but I went to work anyway.
1: For listener reference, uh, Alice Trudge ca- crawling out of bed looks like Samara from The Ring crawling out of the well. <laughs> Actual description.
0: Um, but yeah, so I like got to work and I so there's a Dunkin Donuts in the food court where I work. And the people that work there are just like... Like this this sounds so corny, but I basically go there like every day for like one thing or another. So there are a couple of, especially like the women that work there. I like whenever they like wish me a like, like like a happy day. They're like, "Have a good day." I really feel like I have a better day once they say it. Like they're really really nice people. And so <laughs> when I was like feeling this kind of way, I went and got a sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant with hash browns. And it wasn't, like, because it's kind of the appeal of fast food, right? Is that it's kind of the same wherever you go, and that's kind of comforting.
1: It's the Jim Dalrymple Heineken of food.
0: Yeah, but, like, it's this thing where I went there not only because I knew that the food was going to be exactly the same as it always is, um, which is comforting, but also because I was like, oh, I just... I really, I really need, like, this smile to start my day, which, like, is I don't know, it's kind of antithetical, because I absolutely love my job, and it's not like people don't smile at me at work, because, like, that's totally false, but I don't know, it's just, like, to have a stranger just, like, really genuinely hope that you have a good day, and also the thing that I noticed this morning, which, like, increased my head cannon. I don't is that a phrase? Whatever. Head it's a new head cannon.
1: Um, <laughs> head cannon is what happens in your head when something isn't explained in a piece of media.
0: My new head cannon is there are these two people at Dunkin' Donuts. I've seen them both separately a lot, but I've never seen them working a shift together. But I saw them flirting like super hardcore, so I think they're in love.
1: Is it head if it's real life? And oh, of course it is. We just talked about that. <laughs> yeah, they're my OTP. One true people. Yeah. In real life. <laughs> so.
0: So that's, it's it's my comfort breakfast. It's like the breakfast I have when it's been, it's been a night. Like it's, it's the morning after like a night. For instance, uh, it's the breakfast I had, um, on Wednesday morning of last week, which was November 9th, ninth. no, I don't know, 8th, 9th, yes, which was November 9th. Um, yeah, I I woke up, and I, I really had to, like, look at myself in the mirror, and, like, really, like, I looked at myself, and I was like, you love your job more than anything in the world, but there's nothing I want to do right now more than crawl up in bed.
1: Last week, we recorded an episode that neither of us were particularly happy with how it came out, because we were both so stressed about... Things that were happening and things that are continuing to happen.
0: You could hear it in the playback. We recorded probably around eight o'clock at night on Tuesday. No, you know, we recorded before the polls closed in
1: Massachusetts because you sent me a text about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So we probably we recorded on like pretty early on in the night, and it was just that thing where like we were we were talking to each other, but things like weren't really clicking, and it was so clear that our heads were elsewhere. We were trying to do the episode about breakfast meats, which, like, should be the best episode that we do. Like, it's what we love and what we love talking about. But, like, man, that was... We were just so stressed out about what was going to happen. And then, like, the thing that we very much disagreed with happened.
1: I I know I speak for you when I say that that night and the week since has been extremely difficult for both of us. Um, Not just because we disagree with what happened, but because it spells some terrible things happen. We're not going to talk about politics on this show. What we want to do is spend a few minutes, both for us and hopefully for the benefit of anybody listening, to go over our self-care routines and how we can make things better for the people in our lives.
0: And at least this isn't to say that like because I, I think sometimes self-care gets really um I mean that it's kind of the point right to be like self-indulgent some of the time. um but this is this is like the immediate thing that we do when we feel upset and we're not ready to start doing the work to feel okay again. I agree, which I think is a really like I think it's a really important moment. um i and I always really love hearing about what people do when they're not ready to feel okay yet. Because I think it's a really important process that we all go through. And there are times in your life where you're not ready to like, you know, put on your boots and like go out into the world yet. Like you can't, you can't force yourself to do that sometimes. And sometimes it's more kind to yourself to not. Um, Again, this isn't to say that like, this is the only way to cope, but you know,
1: maybe maybe it'll be helpful to see how we cope a little bit. How we cope, how we reach out to friends, how we have just managed to get by over the past week. What we talk about when we talk about coping. <laughs> uh, what is your self-care breakfast to start?
0: Well, I, I kind of explained it a little bit. My self-care breakfast, breakfast is the sausage egg and cheese croissant at Dunkin' Donuts. Sometimes with hash browns. Um, and I was telling you before the show, I've actually never told anybody this, I don't think. I actually remember the first time I ever had one of those sandwiches. Do tell. So I, or, you know, maybe this is just my earliest memory, whatever, poetic license. Um, I distinctly remember it was my second time taking the SATs. And the first time I took them, I like had done really well in like the language section, but I had done really, really badly in the math section. And I knew I had to like, get to a certain point because my top schools were NYU and Emerson. And Emerson, I, I was pretty within the requirements of, but NYU, I wasn't really close. So I was like, gunning. I was like, this needs to be a good time. And my mom like, drove, like, she was driving me there, and she just looks at me, and she knows I'm, like, so nervous. I was, like, so super, like, crawled inside of myself. I, like, really couldn't talk. Um, and she just, like, silently just, like, rolls into Duncan, and I look up, and she's, like, get something to eat. And I was, like, okay! And I picked the one with sausage, because I've always loved breakfast sausage, because I'm not a fool. Um, <laughs> and... I ate that sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant. And I just remember, like, biting into it and really thinking that, like, everything was going to be okay for a second. And the crumbs got all over my shirt. And I just remember, like, dusting myself off before going into the SAT. And I, I ended up getting the score that I needed to get into Emerson and NYU, which was, like, really, really important to me. So, to me, like, that breakfast sandwich is my superpower. It's, like what to eat when I know it's like time to get down to business.
1: Now, when you say get down to business, is it to defeat the hun or to do something else?
0: Sometimes the business is being sad. Let's say, so you're doing a task at work. You know that that task will take you five hours. Or sometimes you're not sure how long it's going to take you, but you know you need to get started. That's how I feel about sadness sometimes. It's like, it's on my to-do list. I just got to go ahead and do it.
1: I agree. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes
0: the business is sadness. That was
1: my breakfast sandwich the summer that I spent nine to five freelancing for myself, which was the most rewarding time in my entire life, being able to wake up in the morning and have my entire day to myself to do a thing that meant a lot to me, and I made a whole bunch of social skill lesson videos that summer, which was incredible. And I'm still working there, but I'm not going as hard on this batch of videos. My self-care breakfast, okay, I'm going to talk this through with you because I have a few requirements, and hopefully you and I can workshop together something that really does spell my self-care breakfast. To me, for one, it involves a bowl. Something that is as comforting and wholesome to me as the self-care breakfast comes in a bowl simply because it is like some kind of symbolism for wholeness and a hug. Like it's like a food hoodie to wear. You put your food in (laughs) foodie is the original foodie. It's like a food hoodie where you put all of your food in and it just feels more comfortable having these, like, walls on the outside. So, for me, number one, bowl.
0: I always picture, like, you know that, like... Whenever there's a stock image of, like, somebody drinking coffee, it's always, like, an old woman in a large cable-knit sweater, and she's, like, holding on to her cup, and it's, like, clearly very hot, and she's just, like, her fingers are laced over it. <laughs> That's what I picture. I picture you as, like, an old woman in a cable-knit sweater with, like, a bowl of oatmeal. Which, you don't even like oatmeal, do you?
1: I do not. Uh, I do not like the texture one bit.
0: Because you're a fool.
1: So, bowl is the number one requirement. Number two, potatoes, because they are just so wholesome and comforting that you cannot have something as indulgent as self-care breakfast without something starchy and really meaty's the wrong word, because it is, you know, a vegetable, root, whatever. Potatoes
0: have never hurt me.
1: Pot- potatoes have been the person I call at 4am when I'm midway through a paper and I have no idea what to do next.
0: Do the potatoes like help you with your paper
1: they offered me guidance and helpfulness when nobody else did um number three it has to involve lots and 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 lots of melted cheddar cheese
0: i'm sorry i'm still not getting over you talking to potatoes
1: sometimes a potato just shows up in my mail with a message written on it that's a real thing though yeah no you've seen that right yeah
0: i was gonna do that for you once
1: I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about this, like, these freaking potato message gram things, and we were trying to figure out, can you still eat the potato after? So I took a potato from my pantry and wrote on it with Sharpie, peeled it, and it was fine. That's why they do this, is because potatoes are so robust.
0: But I bet that potato never trusted you again.
1: Number three, lots and lots and lots and lots of cheddar cheese. Because to me, another one of my self-care foods that I sometimes have for technical breakfast around lunchtime is macaroni and cheese. Now, this cheddar cheese does not have to be any sort of, you know, craft cream cheddar cheese or, you know, specifically shredded cheddar cheese. But as long as there's some kind of warm, melty, tasty cheddar cheese, preferably sharp, that is more than welcome in my self-care breakfast. Now, what dishes to you feel like that?
0: Honestly, polenta feels that way to me a lot. If I like have the have the Hutzpa in me to like make a bowl of polenta, is not really the right word. Like if I have the like if I have the fire in me to like actually make myself a thing, that's what I'm gonna do. Um sometimes I, I when I thought back to Wednesday, I was thinking about like the rest of the day. And I was surprised that I actually did eat breakfast. Because I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, oh my god, maybe I like, I had to think to myself, did I eat anything all day? Um, The other thing that I did was, um, one of my coworkers, Michelle, brought in these donuts. Um, (laughs) I forget where she got them, but they were some of the best donuts I've ever had. Um, And we basically, like, just, we had, like, a moment in the office of, like, wow, like, the worst has happened, like, according to what a lot of us feel. Um, and it was just, it was, it was like a solidarity. I think donuts, uh, this doesn't answer your question. I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) But I think the box of donuts is the solidarity of sadness breakfast.
1: I agree. But to me, any sort of solidarity breakfast or solidarity meal, solidarity meal of any kind just means a lot to me. They say I I'd never thought about this until I started thinking about it more like academically and critically but the act of eating food with other people is so freaking intimate that yeah, it is. it's just such a powerful thing to do with people i had never thought about that until very 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 recently. And being here with you and your roommates and all of our friends and eating food and snacks together just brings us closer together because these are the things that give us sustenance with the people that give us sustenance.
0: Well, also like making food. Like one day I woke up and uh, my roommate James, who like is one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my whole life. um, I woke up and like stumbled out of my room and he was like in the kitchen and it smelled very much like bacon. And I'm just looking around and he was like, Did you get my text? And I was like, no, I just, I needed to like go to the bathroom. Like this is, this is the first thing on my mind right now. (laughs) And he was like, okay, go, go check your phone. And in my phone is a picture of his breakfast, which was a bacon, egg and cheese sandwich, except instead of bread, it was on a like sliced in half devil's food cake, Entenmann's donut. And I looked like I I just screamed at my phone and he's like, so does that mean you want one? And I was like, more than anything. And he just kind of looks at me and he like clearly has a question. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, I'm just thinking to myself, like when I eat the sandwich, I think because of the heat, because the, the Entenmann's donuts, they kind of like have chocolate on the outside of them. And he was like, Well, it kind of like melted. And so I thought he was going to say like, maybe don't have it on a donut. And I was going to be so prepared for that. I was like, thank you so much for making me breakfast. But he looked at me and he's like, do you want like two donuts?
1: (laughs) My heart is like, racing right now (laughs)
0: my heart is on fire i just so this it gets to my point that like i think eating with each other is such an act of solidarity but also making food for people and like having people make you food is also like the same way it's like this show of care and it was like one of the mornings in the past week where like i really i really felt like things could be okay for a second and like james and i sat down and we really like we, we talked about politics and we talked about, like, ways in which we can, like, help the world over the next four years. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't escapism and we weren't pretending like it wasn't happening. But, like, wow, that sandwich helped. And I think that's something that I've been thinking about for the past week is kind of, like, I, I've taken – I know we, we both have. We've kind of, like, taken a route of, like, immobility – Because, like, how can we possibly change anything? Like, how? When literally, like, most of the people in our country voted for one person, and another person is now our president-elect. How do we do it? And, like, I totally reserve the right to change my opinion about this, of course. But I just, I think, for me, like, what I've discovered is, like, moments in which we help people. Like, sometimes in conversations about self-care like it gets really really like self-indulgent and i think self-care is like the like the kind of like treat yourself mentality which i'm so about and i probably say at least once a day but it's like we need to take this a step back and like talk about the ways in which like sometimes self-care is hard not only because like maybe you were raised catholic and like doing things that are good for you and like make you feel good makes you feel guilty because guilt is your default emotion. What? I don't know what that feels like at all. (laughs) But God, I got off track. Anyway, I'm just saying that like sometimes self-care is like going to the doctor when you're really scared about it. Sometimes self-care is doing your laundry Because you need clean clothes tomorrow. And wearing clean clothes tomorrow is going to make you feel like an actual human being. The day after the election on Wednesday, everyone was passing around this Maggie Smith poem called Good Bones, which is like one of my favorite poems. Have you read it, Brian? I have. Yes. Oh, because you saw you saw the thing that I did. Um, I, I kind of had this moment of like, how like, what do I even begin to do? And what my brain went to was kind of like, well, like this poem like really spoke to me. Um, we'll we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, especially like the last line of the poem about like like any shitty realtor um, will like try to talk up a house before you move in and say like, this could be beautiful. you could make this place beautiful. And so that last line, like you could make this place beautiful, like you can make this country beautiful if you're really trying. Um that I, I ended up, like, designing a little print of it and putting it, like, all over social media and, like, giving my friends the download link. And I was, like, all I want is, like, a visual representation to look at on my wall for, like, however long I want it up there. And if it helps anybody else, like, I hope it could. Um, and I'm not saying what I did was an escapism, but, like, that little thing that I did to, like... Not escape, but like, try to tackle it in the only way I knew how like, it felt good. It did feel good.
1: You're right. Self care conversations can get navel gazy, But I also feel like the shame for not being as engaged as I can be in the election is real and self care can combat that.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, I, I think especially for a lot of people, this is coming from a person who, like, is white passing and straight passing. Like, that's the position I come from where I'm saying that I feel guilty sometimes being a little bit indulgent. But, like...
1: I'm a white man. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is this is to say that, like, I... If, if you're listening to this podcast and, like, you're a person of color... And you've seen your entire country basically turn against you. I'm not sitting here like trying to tell you that now you need to change the world and like try to convince people anything. Because frankly, I I don't really think that's your job. People can say whatever they want about that. I don't think it's your job. Um, that's I think where like self indulgent self care should come in, but also like self care in the sense of like make sure you're drinking water, make sure you're taking care of your body because like, it's the only thing that we have right now.
1: And reaching out to friends is so important. I don't have many friends in New Jersey. I can talk to about how I'm feeling about this and how terrible things are. So being here in Boston for the few days that I'm here has been incredible for for me emotionally, simply because I'm around so many great people that I can talk to about this. What's your experience been like reaching out to people in the past few days or having people reach out to you?
0: I really think that like, having people check in with me and like me checking in on other people has been the only thing that's really made me feel like a real human being over the past week. And that includes breakfast, honestly. Like it includes checking in with myself, checking in with my friends being like, Hey, did you eat today? Like it's important. It's the most important meal of the day. Like ha. it's it's ha. <laughs> ha.
1: it's.
0: I, I think that's that's what I wanted to say, and that's why me and Brian wanted to do this show this way for this reason, is that we're we're not feeling okay right now, and we think a lot of our listeners are probably not feeling okay right now, and no one's saying that you have to. No one's saying that self care is going to fix it because it's not. But I guess. You gotta
1: You gotta make sure you're okay before you can make sure the country's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say that, totally.
1: Uh, if you can, donate to the ACLU, donate to Planned Parenthood, uh, donate to any causes you believe in, because money helps. I really did get caught up in the uh, millennial slacktivism retweet uh, criticism that before the election, there was nothing that anyone in my life could do other than tweet and vote. And while those are important, donating to the campaign I agreed with um, really, really did make me feel better. So going with self-care as helping other people, I would recommend, I can recommend donating a few bucks here and there to something that you really believe in.
0: And if you can, like, check that recurring, recurring donation box. Like, if it means $5 every month instead of $20 right now then, like, maybe that's what you should do. Um, Because I think it ties into, like, sometimes self-care isn't something that, like, you know, is eating a whole bag of Oreos right now. It's, like, the things that you can do right now so that, like, you know you're going to feel better later.
1: You know, I was really hoping to feel good about myself after this podcast and good about people. I still, I I don't. I, I just don't feel good yet. And that's okay. I've said this on Twitter many times. If Inside Out was around when I was a kid, I probably would have a much more healthy emotional uh, life right now because of using sadness to process things. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and take the time to be sad before I can process everything else that's happening while still donating to the ACLU.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, like, just... If you're listening to this, please take care of yourself. Please take care of everyone you love. Like... They need you now more than ever.
1: Are you okay, Trudge?
0: I'm okay. Are you okay, Brian? I'll be okay. All right. <laughs> For anyone at home listening who doesn't know, uh, Jason Snell is Brian's real dad.
1: That's not true, <laughs> <laughs> fam. If theory. you
0: okay, so here's here's the backstory. Brian's dad looks exactly like him like his real father like if you look at at pictures of bill hamilton like in the 70s and the 80s he looks like brian hamilton 2016 it's uncanny but if you and and like brian's real father looks nothing like jason snell and yet if you look at a picture of jason snell you could look at him and think to yourself ah he could be brian's real dad i don't know
1: I would like to point out that this is not canon. This is only a fan theory that uh, Alison Truge has proposed in the Tumblr at. It's uh, my head canon. Brian Hamilton which isn't a real thing.
0: <laughs> real Brian Theories.